Warning, me time and murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, here Dancing it goes. around him, reciting <laughs> poetry. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. No. Why? <laughs> oh, well, big surprise. Oh God. <laughs> Dead on the bathroom floor. <gasps> Did it? It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Trez, what are you drinking? So today, given that I know what we're recording, mm-hmm. we're recording part two of Peter Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I would drink the Pucka Womankind. Oh, yeah, it's a delicate. Okay, this is this is really oh, cheesy. This, is this going to be a sexist dance. tea? <laughs> delicate. No, first, it's not. First adjective. Not. Delicate. A dick. <laughs> <laughs> Stereotype? Oh, no, God. I I didn't write this. A delicate <laughs> dance of or, of organic cranberry, rose, and sweet vanilla. And yes, it is pink. Oh, it's but a, I do love it. Tea. I just, so sexist. I love that they named a tea womankind. I think that's cool. Oh God, um, I was definitely made by a man that packet there. No, I think so. I fell for it. Damn it! Well, I like it. I don't know what were. We, there's no. There's the no one, the ones that we like. One, Trez, you always go on. You like. You're like. I love turmeric spicy tea. Like curry tea is yeah. my favorite tea. Just like no women kind. Like <laughs> delicate rose petals and lavender. That's what women kind yeah, like. Sweet vanilla, <laughs> cranberry, womankind. Wait a minute, <gasps> cranberry. You think this is for UTI? Oh, jeez, TMI, Trez. You have a UTI? No, I don't. But <laughs> I'm just putting it all the pieces together. <gasps> oh my god, that is a sexist tea. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay, right. I'm picking another tea right here. <laughs> I. <laughs> I. <laughs> no. Um, I'm drinking a twine. I am drinking right, a cranberry. I. It's going to taste bitter in my mouth now. <laughs> no, I believe in Pucka. No, I really I like Pucka. I don't think Pukka. that they would ever what? like this. Be sexist? Females. I'm also drinking a cranberry tea. And mine is also very yeah, girly. Yeah, sorry, Miriam. What are you drinking? <laughs> You're drinking cranberry tea. I do not have a UTI. <laughs> um. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. All right. Cranberry and raspberry uh, twinings tea. I still oh ha- yeah, very nice. I always forget about twinings. Me too. It's not. I I never think of think of. Oh, I must pick up more They're twinings. Like old school. Very old school. It's yeah. like it used to be like the only tea, like kind of herbally teas that there was. Yeah. And now there's so many like competing brands, so I kind of just forget about them. Yeah. But they are good. Yeah, they're solid. What are you doing for your me time? For me time, I just wanted to talk about. Uh, the lovely wax melts that came from our listener, Jem. Oh, <gasps> uh, Yeah, I just forgot to mention that they did come a, a good while ago. Yeah. Um, but you've but since left. You've, yeah, you've since left. Yeah, and, yeah, I'm back home and I brought them with me and now I'm burning them in the house. Oh. Um, they're really nice. So the two I've really enjoyed... I'm pretty sure I can't remember the name, mm-hmm. but there was like a rhubarb one. Ooh. Oh, and I love rhubarb. I you love do. rhubarb a lot. You do. And then the other one was like a black forest gato, and that Ooh. was really nice. 
I what? like the food-related ones. <laughs> mm. You know, it's like you feel like you're having it, uh-huh. but you're not. Yeah. Mm. I also like that. I love having like the cinnamon, the creme brulee, and like the vanilla Yankee candles in the house. Like I love all those oh, smells. Yeah. yeah. And then Jaren mm-hmm. likes the more like astringent, like foresty smells oh, are so... Does he? Smells like, mm. you know, those little trees that hang on your car window Ugh. too too astringent i don't know about that mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah so you've got to be careful how, how does it smell how does your room smell it smells lovely it smells very very nice they last a long time as well oh really that's cool um yeah like you can like i think that's the whole point of the wax smell so you can light them you can just keep putting a candle underneath yes and um, then it like solidifies yeah, and yeah. then, like, you can keep, like, eventually they'll lose their scent. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't just keep reusing and reusing, but I don't know, I'd say they're probably more cost-effective than candles, I would imagine. Probably, um, yeah. Pretty cool that it was handmade. Yeah. And what did it look like? Uh, they were all different colours, mm-hmm. and in different shapes, like, there was, like, a Christmas pudding, oh. Christmas jumper, because it was at Christmas time, yeah, really cute little shapes. And they had cute little names as well. And some of them had glitter in them as well. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So you'll get the wax melts soon. I'm so jealous. At the minute, <laughs> I'm hoarding them. I know. But I have kept some aside for you. Okay, sweet, sweet, sweet. I can't oh, wait there was loads of them. Yeah, oh, I know, was like, there? Yeah. Oh, wait, I remember you put yeah. it up on the Instagram. Yeah. Yes. Big, a big pack with like the multi, yeah. Sweet. Little heart ones. There was loads of little heart ones. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we are on part two of Peter Samuel Cook, the Cambridge Rapist. This has been requested by our Patreon supporter, Toya Thornton. Toya Thornton. Thank you, Toya. Thank you, Toya. Now, Trez, can you do us the honours of recapping what happened in the last episode? So Peter Cook, is it Peter Samuel Cook? Yes. A Peter Cook is five foot four, and he is skinny, creepy. Is going around Cambridge with a mask, leather mask on his face that he's fashioned from an old handbag, and it has the word rapist on it. And he's sneaking into people's homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's attacked five women. Um, they all seem to be fairly young and mostly college students. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's Cambridge. Yeah, I mean, they're not like a university city, right? Yes, I think Cambridge so. University. I think they've got a couple of universities. Cambridge, Cambridge is like a big, posh university, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, there, there, there's been a task force put together by the police. Yes. To and the, yeah. the, the 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 policemen or I'm not sure is there police women as well on the force but a lot of them have like young daughters in their twenties so I'm hoping they're going to be really diligent about this and like hopefully this can get shut down but this seems to have been going on for quite a while mm-hmm. like it went on for a year mm-hmm. so no well anything? yeah it's like a few months at this point but yeah oh is that okay yeah yeah oh yeah so he started with like the burglaries yeah and then escalated if you remember from last week's episode peter samuel cook attacked an australian woman correct Mm -hmm. and what happened to the australian woman 
She beat his ass. She beat his ass. And mm-hmm. Trevor ran... Trevor? Oh, gosh. Flashback. Peter mm-hmm. ran away licking his wounds. But mm-hmm. on December 15th, 1974, Peter Cook, the masked and hooded rapist, returns to the same house on Huntington Road. Stop. Mm. Stop. Mm-hmm. What is this? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. This poor woman. I mean, you think lightning doesn't strike twice? Like, what are the... Uh-huh. What? I think he's back for revenge. Revenge? Totally. So. Oh, my God, this poor woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, though, she would still be on edge because he wasn't caught. You would always think, what if he came back, wouldn't you? But usually yeah. they don't. Oh, no, I did not see this coming. No, me neither. I was very shocked Ooh. whenever I was doing my research. This, yeah. Yeah. This time, Peter was wearing a false beard and the blonde wig. Oh my god, gross. I know. She knows it's the same guy. Right. Again, he forced his way into the ground floor flat. The enraged, masked Peter then brutally stabs the 20-year-old female receptionist in the face, hands and arms. Yeah. Sorry, is this the Australian lady? The Australian. He just... Okay, she was she was a receptionist. Yes. No, she okay. was a telephonist, so like an operator. Okay, sorry. Because for a minute I was like, is, is this the reception in the apartments? Or no, this is, oh, this sorry, is what's her job. I understand how that's confusing. No, the, yeah, Australian, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Australian lady is a, a oh, telephonist. Oh, yeah. so he... So he is... Was so enraged. He was... By, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, and it's so oh violent, God. so much more violent than his other oh. attacks. Oh, this poor woman. Face, hands and arms. Ugh. And of Ooh. course, she too is brutally raped this time. Oh, God. Wait, does, she's not going to survive this. No, she survives. We don't know her name. What? Yeah. Thankfully, she survives. She survives. She lived through oh this God, guy the twice. Feel so bad. Twice she lived through him. I am. I that I, I, I that is amazing. Yeah. <gasps> Whoa. I know. Despite the police and media's best efforts, the number of attacks were continuing to increase. A reward of one thousand pounds, which was a lot of money in 1974, was posted. Mm-hmm. Psychiatrists were also called to help develop a personality profile of the rapist. Police even set up plans to do saliva testing. They wanted to test the saliva of every man in the Cambridge area. The news mm-hmm. printed photo-fit pictures of the suspects that they had gotten from the victims. But like we said, he's masked and so they have mm. very little to go off. They also had descriptions of the leather mask he was wearing. In April 1975, 60 officers were deployed to hunt for the rapist. The BBC reported, He has generally managed to keep his face hidden, but some victims have said they believed he was wearing a wig and a false beard. So I'm thinking that perhaps the media and police did scare Peter a little bit, as from December till April. So for four months, there were absolutely no attacks. Hmm. In Cambridge, the rapist was gone, but he was not forgotten. The police knew their local man would strike again. And he did. 
on April 13, 1975. Similar to Jane Doe, a 23-year-old receptionist, lives in a house with three other girls, but they are also away for the weekend, leaving her alone. Peter is outside the woman's window, head to toe in black leather. Wearing his black leather rapist hood. Suddenly, Peter smashes through her fucking window. What? And he. Wait, is that why he was wearing the leather? Maybe, I think so. Oh, like, protect him. Head to toe so that he could. To, yeah. to protect him from the glass? Yeah. And he oh came in through the window, shouting and screaming so at the woman Do you know who I am? I'm the Cambridge rapist. He grabs her violently, ties her up, gags her and rapes her. Oh my God. He then left her alone in the house. It took her six hours to struggle free. Oh. How fucking bananas is that? It's like a horror movie. That was bizarre. Right? Just escalating so much. Through the glass. Very dramatic. Very like something in a movie, yeah. It's like so weird. It's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something. Yeah. Friday the thirteenth or something. Actually, crazy. I don't think I've seen that. I have. It was very scary. I've never seen Silence of the Lambs. It is not that scary. Alright, okay. That's the one where he's in the glass. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it again. About three weeks later, his ego is growing even stronger and more violent. On May 6th, 1975, for the first time, Peter attacks a woman in broad daylight. He attacks her at lunchtime as workers from the local factory are walking along the street outside. This time, Peter is wearing a brown anorak as well as the leather mask when he enters her house. She was sitting in the living room. This time, Peter takes out a razor-sharp knife, slashes the clothes off the young woman. She too is raped. Before he leaves, he stabs her in the stomach and like the previous victim, she is left bound and gagged for hours. With a stabbed stomach? Yeah. Yeah. Did she survive? Uh, Yes, yes, she also survived. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Sorry, I think you've told me that everyone survives. But All like, the women survive, yes. But I'm still just like, I mean, she could have bled out. Yeah, right? Uh, it's like he doesn't care if they die. Like, he is so close. Yeah, no, clearly not. It just keeps escalating, escalating. Yeah. It's like, he is, it's it like, is, yeah. He is a hot skip and a jump from murder. Mm. On June 8th, 1975, Peter was able to gain entry into Owlstone Croft, a hostel used by nurses at the local hospital. Peter crept to the bedroom door of a 27-year-old Canadian woman, a medical clerk at the hospital. While inside the room, she could hear the door bang open. It hit a chain. Oh. The door chain. That mm-hmm. is what you want on your bedroom door. Oh, I need me one of those, yeah. As she ran to close the door, she was able to see who it was. 
she caught sight of the leather masked figure dressed head oh to toe God. in black. I know he's trying to get in the door. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Ah. But, 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 but now you're trapped in the room and he's outside the room. Oh, it's better he's outside. Like, oh. Yeah, but like, what if he starts coming through the uh-huh. door? He's came through the glass. Yeah. He's pushing against the door and she runs, pushed and pushed on the door. Oh. Trying to keep it closed. <gasps> As he hacked at the door chain with a knife. Oh my god. The woman pushed and tried to keep him out until he stabbed her wrists and hand. (sighs) I know. Frustrated, Peter fled the hospital on a bicycle. (gasps) He left. He left. Okay, so wait. Yeah. Was that was that on the hospital like premises? Sorry, hostel. Hostel. Right. It's like the little hostel outside the hall. Okay, so he didn't get through the door. He just no. like stabbed her yeah. through the slit in the yeah. door. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm thinking this door chain on a bedroom door is a good idea. That is a good idea. Whoa. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, is it any different than a lock, though? I don't know. It's definitely louder. Because you got, you've definitely got the sound of the door bang, like banging against a chain. You can always I know what hear you mean, it, but the door won't be able to open if it's got a lock. But you may not necessarily hear that there's somebody outside. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So he's away on his bicycle, which is like even more weird. Like in my head, I thought he was like getting yeah. into a car or running off, but he's like on a what fucking freaking weirdo. He's on a fucking bicycle, full leather, <laughs> riding a bike. <laughs> What? Yeah. A short while later, about a mile away, a police officer was on patrol when he saw a strange-looking cyclist. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh-huh. The cyclist was wearing a bright red coat and women's shoes, pedaling like a bat out of hell towards the cop. Towards him? He was, like, just, like, not at him, like, in his direction. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Where did he pick up the women's shoes and the coat? I think he had them, like, with him. Right, okay. I think it'll come all... It would have looked... Okay, all right. The cop shone his torch on the cyclist's face and was like, Hey, stop. Peter Cook tried to dodge the policeman. Tried to, like, swerve around him. But Detective Edwards mm-hmm. ran, jumped, and wrestled this weirdo cyclist to the ground. That was wow. when Edwards realised that this was a familiar looking man <gasps> wearing a blonde wig. Oh. Mm-hmm. The man was also carrying women's jumpers, tights and lipstick. The young detective thought perhaps this was the man they had been looking for for the past nine months. He didn't know it, but he had handcuffed Peter Cook and brought him oh, in for God. questioning. Oh, thank God. Peter was later arrested. When did he start wearing women's shoes? When did this come into it? What? It's coming into it right now. All right. A search of his home revealed that they had arrested Peter Samuel Cook, a van driver for a local wine company, and the notorious escapee cat burglar from decades prior. Continuing to search the house, the police found more women's clothes, wigs, sunglasses and makeup he had been using them all as disguises 
But it's harder to disguise yourself as a woman. Well, not if you are like five foot four and super skinny. Oh yeah, that's that's true. Okay, okay. They find the cops found copied keys to the women's hostels, as well as a supply of ether Cook had been using to subdue his victims. After being arrested in 1974, Peter Cook's initial court appearance in Cambridge was a mobbed madhouse. Crowds of mostly women stood outside the court chanting pig, lynch him and hang him. At his trial, Peter Cook admitted to the six rapes, two violent assaults and one gross indecency. Finally, he was given, what do you think he was given? Oh God, please. Is it going to be something stupid like eight years or something? (laughs) No, thank God. What is that? He was given two life sentences. Oh, thank God. Yeah. The judge recommended that he should spend the rest of his life in jail. Yeah. I mean, he terrorized Cambridge. Mm -hmm. Like, for like about a year. Totally. Yeah, he deserves that. Oh, yeah. So, why did a cat burglar become a sadistic Mm -hmm. rapist? Was what Mm -hmm. one of the articles. One of the articles I read asked, this is not me asking, Mm -hmm. (laughs) according to his Mm. wife. What? (laughs) Is what? He had a wife this whole time. Like, what? I I was surprised he had a job. Me too. I was surprised he had a job. He's a wife. Well, whenever she was interviewed, she said, Peter often watched porn. And he had a particular okay. fascination with one TV episode of Kojak, which was about a violent mm. sexual assault on a woman. <gasps> no. I know, they always blame porn. It was the 70s. I think Bundy did yeah. the same. They were like, oh, it was porn's fault. Mm-hmm. You fucking weak ass piece of shit. <laughs> like, I can see something and not recreate it. Right. What? Um, right, okay. It's just a lot to process. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he must have been hiding the women's clothes from her, like, in a different room or something. Maybe he was really controlling of her and was like, don't walk into my dressing room. Oh. <laughs> Where he puts on his wigs and his my lipstick and his, like, I, like, like, how can you hide that from someone in the same house? Can you imagine if, if it was her clothes? Ugh. Wouldn't you feel so violated? Maybe he was. It might have been her clothes. So, uh, sorry. Also, I wanted to mention the fact that he had copies of people's keys. Yes. So, do you think he was sneaking into houses? Yeah, like burgling the house, yep. getting the key, then making a copy so he could come back at night when everyone's gone. Yeah, it looked like Yeah. he was getting more sophisticated. Like, mm-hmm. if that cop hadn't been there, he would have went on. Because he had the keys, he would have came back with his key. Because and I had wondered to myself, I was like, why, like, is he, he going for these, like, uh, up, like apartment blocks and stuff? And I'm like, oh, well, if he's got the key to get into the front door, yeah. now he has access to more people. Uh-huh. I was wondering why he was, I thought a house would be easier to get in, but maybe that's why he attacked these hostels. Yeah, hostels and like, bedsit studio apartments and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he was also oh, usually yeah. attacking people on the ground floor. Easy in, easy out. Easy out, yeah. In... Jeez Louise. All right, so... In 1995... Yeah, in 1995, Peter and his lawyers uh, motioned that P- 
Peter Cook be given parole or moved to an open prison? Do you know what an open prison is? Oh my god, absolutely not. Can't yeah, you go about your business? Yeah, what they're allowed to What like, the actual hell? He is like not. No, it was denied. It was denied, thank God. What? There was a huge uproar in Cambridge in 95 and it was denied. They gave that to that child killer, Mary Bell. Yeah, but Do you remember that? Child, wasn't she? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. I could understand that. I can understand that. giving it to a child, yes, this of course. Yeah. Full-grown man? Yeah. No. He was in his 40s. Like, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. He was going to keep doing it. Yeah. So he probably will keep doing it if you let him out. What the uh-huh. heck? God, sometimes you wonder, like, how lawyers can live with themselves. I know. How could a lawyer live with themselves, like, petitioning for that? Right. What the hell, like? And yet... I know it's your job, but, like... <laughs> I know. Dude, I don't know. And he lived for another nine years. I mean, he could have been out for nine years. I mean, you're still wow. rightly spry in your 60s. He would have been out in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but thankfully, in January 2004, he finally died. Age 75 of natural causes. Mm. And just another little thing I seen on Wikipedia was... During the 70s, there were t-shirts capitalizing on Peter Cook's, like, notoriety and, like, infamy, uh, mm-hmm. were sold by punk fashion designers Malcolm McLaren and Vivian Westwood. And what did these t-shirts say? What do you think is on the t-shirt, Tress? Oh, my God. What? This sounds like it's going to be distasteful. It's, I, I think it's very distasteful and problematic for today. It's oh the the rapist mask is on the t-shirt. I, I, yeah, but I, that's what I had in my <laughs> yeah. head, and I was like, they cannot, yeah. they cannot. That is what's on. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Why was that not career ending? I I'm so confused. Yeah. What? Yeah. How would you feel as a victim? Yeah, that People it was are being. Selling. Like sensationalized and sexualized, like some kind of yeah, pop, yeah like because, some kind of pop culture, right? Because Vivian Westwood, remember, she was on with the Sex Pistols and stuff. The shop was literally called Sex, and it's just like uh, to right. sexualized a, a well, rapist is a bit much. But like, I mean, she became really big. Yeah, she's huge. Like there, she did a collaboration with Burberry. Like, like she's known all around the world. Yeah, but she is known as, you know, she's still always going to be like sort of punky alternative. Yeah, no, she is. But like, I think, I feel like she had a moment maybe in the 90s where she was like the hot shit. But I had no idea she did something like that. Crazy times. Wait a minute. That's not the exact. It's not. Hmm. How come it's not the exact mask maybe they weren't allowed to do the exact masks but it says cambridge rapist on the yeah. t-shirt yeah oh it's not the exact mask, wear no. A, no it's not the exact mask but who would wear a t-shirt that says cambridge rapist on yeah. the t-shirt i'm so confused i don't think it's pretty i don't think it's cool oh my god i'm in shock at this yeah <sighs> okay and that was a crazy one Thank you, Thanks, Toya. Toya. Thank you for the recommendation. And Hope you're enjoying Cambridge. <laughs> for the nice place it is today. Yeah. I'm sure it's lovely. I've never been. Have you been? No. 
Yeah, I'm sure I'll visit her someday. Alrighty. Alright. Slanawalia. Bye. Rate, review, and subscribe. Bye, guys. Bye bye. Yeah. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.